I'm Coach Mickey. And I'm Mel. And we're so glad that you're with us today. And if this is your first time joining us, come on in and make yourself comfortable. Grab your cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you're drinking in your side of the world. And for those of you that join us on a regular basis, we are so glad that you do. We love hearing from our circle of friends all over the world. And we want to hear your comments, your questions, and your suggestions of uh, what you got and what you want to know about us and what you'd like to hear on our podcast. And uh, yeah, we are having so much fun connecting with you and we look forward to hearing more of you and uh, hearing more from you. Okay. (laughs) We can see how this one's going to go today, Mel. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so Keep, keep those uh, comments coming. Today, I'm really excited. Uh, today is going to be so much fun. I love her energy. And uh, when we have guests like this on the podcast, I can't help but start smiling before I even get on the air. So I'm going to give you a little something, something about who she is, and then we'll just bring it right in. Okay, she is classically trained pianist and vocalist. Uh, she's been playing piano since the age of four. Uh, she has been on the In the Country Weekly magazine, she was on the cover of Nashville Music Guide. Uh, She recorded her first album right here, right now, which is amazing. Um, She has a new single that is getting ready to release, and it is called What If It All Goes Right? And we are going to talk about that because it's incredible. We've had an opportunity to have a little insight on on that and hear it. Um, Also, she is... uh, she has done a lot of work with the veterans. Uh, she has a hit single called Coming Home, and, and I love that she celebrates our, our veterans and our military. Uh, she contributes many, many times to the military through nonprofit communities and what she's doing. Also, she is the host of a national TV show, Financing the American Dream, which is a lot of fun. And she is also the author of the book Lights, Camera, Action, uh, which is media coaching for any professional that is going to use today's digital world. Thank you so much for joining us, Amy Scruggs. How are you? Thank you. Well, after that intro, you'll see that I am tired, but I'm fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, I sometimes I go through these and I'm like, oh, did I leave anything out? But uh, we can fill that in as we go. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all smoke and mirrors and it's just one big, amazing journey as everybody else does. I think who are entrepreneurs, you keep adding tools to the tool belt. You keep growing, evolving, shifting, and adapting. And the next thing you know, you've got experiences that have some merit and and are worthy of talking about and hopefully turn around and bless others and help others. Oh, that's awesome. And that's all we can do is take our knowledge and what we do and be able to go out there and serve and help others, you know, create and and, uh, build their future, you know, with our knowledge. You know, yes. that we have. Uh, I got to ask, okay, you have gone from singing to uh, working on TV, and then also you, you're an author. And one of the things that I find when there's someone that is well-rounded, such as you, and, and able to do these things, did you find that right from the beginning, you would take one thing and it would lead into another, and you could use those tools to keep moving forward in your next endeavor? Yes, completely. I think there's always been a lot of plate spinning at one time, even when I was early in my career in business sales and in the wholesale mortgage industry all over LA and Orange County 20 years ago. 
I was still singing and performing and doing the concerts in the park all over the place. And I was flying back and forth to Nashville and one always helped feed the other. If I became more polished in one category, if I became a better performer, I became a better salesperson. When I became a better salesperson, I became a better performer or more articulate. So I think that the tools always help each other in anything that we're doing. As a mother, I think the more I learned how to balance and have time management and stop and be able to put things aside and be in the moment and present with the family. It helped me be better with my organizational skills. It helped me improve in, in communications. And so I think all of those things have led into this plethora of careers that all melded into one here in the last couple of years. It is very exciting. Yeah. Well, you, you hit a key point. Balance, balance is the key, especially, you know, no matter what you're doing and, and then being a parent on top of it, you know, you throw that other element in there and yeah, balance has got to be first and foremost, because <laughs> yeah. we know how quickly it can become off balance when you have a family. So fast. Oh, yeah. so fast it happens. And we have to catch ourselves and go, whoop. All right, cancel that thought. Let's get back on the track because nobody's <laughs> going to put me back on the track. I got to put myself back on the track when I slip off. And, that, and that's just the reality. That is so true. Well, I got to ask, okay, so you, you started out playing piano and, yes. um, which is, uh, amazing anyway. Anybody that's got any kind of music talent, I, I envy them because the only thing I can play is the radio. I'm not very good at anything <laughs> else. Sure fabulous at it. so I got to ask how did you discover that it was country music because I I always wonder that people that are entertainers that can sing how did you find that country music was that was the avenue you were going to go well first of all the last name Scruggs you really can't choose another genre That is my maiden name. I was born a Scruggs. I'm like, well, that shows itself. And my dad loved country music. I mean, I was raised that the first thing I can remember hearing was, you know, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and, and all of that. And so then the Scruggs name, and I started playing piano by ear at three, the family found me sitting there playing the piano and playing songs by ear at three. And they're like, huh? Well, isn't that something? And I started singing very early. By the time I was five, I was standing on the fireplace with a hairbrush practicing the national anthem and knew that I wanted to to know that song. And I already knew then I was going to perform it in a big way for my life. So I felt like early on, it was just kind of put on me and I knew it. And and Scruggs, I I knew I wasn't going to be in hip hop with that name. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a great jazz. I mean, I can sing jazz, I can sing contemporary and, and classic pieces, and but but the name jazz doesn't resonate as much. So country it is. <laughs> well, that, you have actually opened for some incredible names, and and I and you know I always wonder on someone's journey, you know, how did you end up there? You know, you you uh, you actually did some opening for Clint Black, Charles yes, Charles Daniels. One. Yeah. Um, I got to ask, so what was it like to actually walk out of stage that large, you know, to open for someone of that caliber? The first one was nerve wracking. And and to answer your question, how it happened, mm-hmm. anything in sales, you got to ask for the business. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. As a recording artist, you got to ask for the business music. It's called music business for a reason. And you have to treat it as a business if you want to be successful, just like anything else. So again, taking those sales skills that I had being out in the the banking world those years, when I had the opportunity, when the, when the mortgage industry collapsed and the real estate industry collapsed in 27, I, 2007, I knew that I had to shift. And so I took the same sales skills and went and asked for the business as a performer. And, and at that point you have a choice. I can go and try to sing in small venues and make a hundred bucks here and there, or I can feed the four mouths that I have here in this house. And <laughs> I can go 
put this together in a larger way and actually fulfill my dream. So putting the right business plan in motion, the right marketing package together, knocked on doors. And I asked for that opening for Clint Black in 2008 and they gave it to me. And when they called me, they said the note left on the envelope, on the marketing package, on the desk of the decision maker said, she's tenacious, give her the job. And so it was really fun to see that come together. And I knew that that first opening for Clint Black was going to be a game changer. And it allowed me to go and ask for those interviews on radio. And I was able to then be on television and open up those avenues of then being able to ask for more performances. And at the same time, I was serving and uh, out there performing for the USO, for AMVETS, and AMVETS for California really caught notice of how much I was out there serving our military and veteran community. So we came to an agreement to be their spokesperson. For three years, I was a spokesperson for the American veterans. Well, again, that's a great gateway. I loved the service, but at the same time, I also loved that it created very organic and amazing relationships relationships that were heartfelt and opened up other doors for opening for Trace Atkins and Charlie Daniels and Eric Church and so many other things that came along because of relationships being built. This was in the time before Zoom when I was really out there shaking hands, kissing babies, meeting people, hugging veterans, and really being a part of the community. And and it paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you hit a key point. It's going out there and continually keep pounding at it and keep at it. And and this has got to be, I have to ask this question just for my own uh, knowledge. How many no's did you get before you finally got your yes? Oh, goodness. It's so funny you ask that because I, I, I teach about that. If you know that you're 25 no's away from finally getting what you want, um, would, you, would you get excited at no 20? I've had so many no's I can't count. Even this recording, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit with the, this new release, this new EP that just went out. It's taken me 18 years to get back to Nashville. And I got that phone call during the pandemic that said, Amy, we've got your yes. Fred Mullen, the producer, said yes to taking you on. He's one of the most incredible, legendary producers of all time. And I got my yes in the middle of, of quarantine. You just don't know when it's going to come in. Mm-hmm. And I've had many no's. I've knocked down doors. I've had doors slammed in my face. I've had tremendous shifts, tremendous losses. I've had start overs. I've had heartaches. And the biggest thing is not giving up and waiting for the next yes, because it's so worth it. I agree. I, and that, you know, I think that's where people don't realize you have to keep going. You know, you can, if you really want something and you're so passionate about it, you know, no is just not an option. You have to just keep going forward. And because what's I, the alternative? Yeah. What, what's the alternative? You quit, then what? Yeah. Yep. yep. And if it is a lifetime of no's, well, you got a great story to tell the grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. what's, what's the problem with that then? And what did you learn about yourself through all the no's? You still had a great life. There's just yeah. no bad outcome. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it, the journey in itself is worth it. You know, like you said, and you learn from, you learn from it. And sometimes you'll go off into a different direction that you never would have if you had given up, you know, either way. So, yeah. yeah. And speaking of other directions, I want to get back to your music, but I do want to move forward a little bit with your, um, your American dream, the American dream. That's an incredible show. And you have had quite a abundance of incredible people on as your guests. Uh, So how did you come up with that? Um, How did that transpire? Thank you for asking. I was a part of that show for five years. Um, my bandwidth now has shifted over. I'm I'm not as present and available in that show. I still make some cameo appearances. But for five years, it was really fantastic to be a part of its growth. It started off here just in San Diego, and I watched it grow nationally into more than 50 or 60 cities as I sat at the helm in the studio here in San Diego and was able to, to do all of the interviews that, that were booked on. And, and uh, I, I think that 
my favorite one is World War II veteran who survived Normandy, Jack Gutman. That was the most powerful and amazing interview I have ever had the privilege of doing. That one changed me. No question at all. But I was asked, I had my phone rang one day and just scrugs. I got somebody you need to meet. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's you know, when you network and you have relationships out there, you just don't know. I'm sitting here doing my thing. And the next thing you know, the phone rings that I get called into a meeting that says, Hey, we, we may need you as a host for a show. And I had not hosted TV before I'd been on TV because of being a recording artist and out there, but to actually host was a different, different ball game. And I I had to go through some learning curves. There's no question. It was a different skill set, learning how to conduct an interview. And I would have to tell somebody's story and pull it out of them in four to five minutes at the most. Each segment was very short, very concise. And the one common thing that I noticed with professionals of all ages, sizes, success stories, whether it's a nonprofit or a business executive, most people get nervous in front of the camera. And I realized that the bigger job for me wasn't what questions I was about to ask, but making them comfortable answering them and helping my guests to be confident, to be relaxed, to say, I've got you I'm right here with you. This is, this is your business. You're passionate about it. You eat, breathe and, and sleep this. Let's pull the best out of you. And, and I was very thankful that I was sitting in a position to help somebody every time they sat down in that seat. The, the end result of a great interview or their, their promotion of their business or whatever it was, was secondary. But I think that human connection of the one-on-one saying, I've got you and watching them come alive on camera and watching those results happen. And that's what ended up launching the book and, and the coaching part of it, because it was firsthand experience of interviewing hundreds of professionals over and over again that really honed in that skill. That takes a special person to be oh, yeah. able to have that human connection because even what we do in our podcast, we've had people on and they're like, oh, you know, they're very nervous. But I says, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like talking to friends. You know, if you just, just come in, like you said, making them comfortable is, mm-hmm. is the key element, you know, and that, that does take time. And like you said, and trust, you know, mm-hmm. to make them uh, trust that you have got them. I, I love how you, you uh, said that where you've got their back because that is so important, which leads me to your, your next endeavor, uh, your lights, camera, action, uh, which is your book. And I, and from what you just shared, that seems like that incorporates a lot of that information, especially for someone who is starting out or does, or even just like you said, is on camera. I mean, Mel and I, there's times we're, you know, we're nervous doing things on camera and I know Mel's got a couple questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's completely normal. I mean, everybody is, even myself included. There's, you know, you have to do the self-talk and okay, bring out the best. And it was by doing it and working with professionals and finding out where I could get them to have that aha moment and quickly. And then some of them, I would do prep calls beforehand. And then I was starting to get requested to privately coach people. And I work with individuals of, of all different demographics and industries now with that same common thread of helping them to be more articulate, to be more comfortable and more themselves in front of the camera and that self-awareness and knowing what your resting face is saying. That's a whole other podcast all by itself discussing the resting face and how that portrays your message. But it was really fun to see that come together. And the book was a natural next step of taking, it's a lot of stories from, from success stories of working with individuals in the studio, outside of the studio, in my private coaching, those that gave me permission to share and, and, and coach, you're going to love this. But one of the stories in the book, because a friend of mine is actually coach John Robinson, the championship football coach from USC, LA Rams. And he's the one that led the uh, uh, LSU to their championship just a couple of years ago. And I asked him to contribute to the book and discuss why it is so important that you watch the tape. And his answer was brilliant. He said, Amy, watching the tape creates champions. 
Mm. They learn the game from the tape. They learn the plays. I don't let them onto the field until we've learned from the tape. And that same thing applies with being on camera, getting comfortable with yourself, watching the tape. If you're putting out your social media videos and just your family, you know, videos behind the scenes, whatever you're doing, you got to watch it. You got to get familiar with yourself. You got to get comfortable with your own face. Watch the tape. It will create champions. I love that. I, I actually saw, I watched that video um, at, with Coach Robinson and that was Amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, I was envy. I was envy. Mel, go ahead. You had a question. Yeah, you want I, to I had a question. So when you are, you know, helping someone get, try to gain their confidence in front of the camera, what do you think is one key piece of advice that you would give someone to, I know you said just like get in front of the camera, get your confidence, be comfortable in yourself, but someone who's never been in front of it by themselves what is one key piece of advice that you would give them? This is, I would do two. I don't think I can break it down to the one okay. or the other. The first well, one would be two. self-awareness. <laughs> uh, the self-awareness, really getting comfortable with your face and saying, okay, this is the same face that I take out there. You take the face to the grocery store, you take it out. This is the face you're presenting. So realizing it's no different whether it's on camera or whether it's out in public. The second thing would be remembering your why. If you're going on camera because you're sharing something you're really excited about or your business or you're at an event that you're excited about, why am I sharing this? If you're not excited about what you're about to go on camera for, then don't do it. Don't do it. If you're about to go on you know, local TV because you're, you're sharing something that's, that you're very passionate about or it's a big deal, then your face is going to show that. You let that overtake you like, oh my gosh, I get to share this. And it will override those nerves. And a little prep of knowing your message, your talking points mm-hmm. can be a game changer. Awesome. I love it. I, I think the hardest part, like you said, is being comfortable with yourself because so, we're so critical sometimes mm-hmm. of who we are and, and being comfortable on the camera to be able to, to just, like you said, put it out. There. I think the why kind of overtakes that when you, when you've got that drive and passion to get your message across, it, it, everything else doesn't matter. Cause there's been times I've been out on the field. I don't care what I look like because I'm going out there to, to do something else that's different. And it's not about me anymore. It's about them. And, and, and it changes, you change your whole perspective. You know, to, to give you an example, and, and we'll touch on that in a few minutes with the song, but the music video for What If It All Goes Right, the single that's out there now. People ask me, oh, did you have crews out there with lights and hair and makeup? And I went, I was actually five-day hair. Um, did my makeup <laughs> five minutes before we walked out there. I was just me. You know why? I was so excited and passionate about the message of this song, about showing who I am as, as a, a you know, 49-year-old woman still in the music industry saying, hey, you can do it too. I don't have to be 25 to be able to do this. I wanted to showcase who I was and not worry about the hair and makeup. Yes, of course, I still presented myself. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't mangy. I just <laughs> decided that I wanted to just be me and the results came, came across. I worried less about how I looked and more about what it was I was doing and why I was doing it. And it made the entire process really fun. Making that music video was really fun. Well, Amy, first of all, I, I love the song. I love it. And and when we first heard it, when you had sent me the information, I immediately sent it to Mel and I said, you've got to hear this. And I said, this should be everybody's ringtone every day to start their day. <laughs> said it's a reminder okay i'm gonna just jump right into it because um how how did you come up with this because it's brilliant it's exciting it's 
fun. Um, it's uplifting. It's inspiring. I mean, I could keep going on and on. And when everybody gets the opportunity to finally uh, experience this song, and I'm going to put the word experience because that's what you're going to get out of this. Um, I, I, I love it. I, I just, I, it's, it really captured me out when I first heard it. And I, I know it's going to go huge places for you, but I got to ask how, what went through your head? How did you come up with this? Well, you, this was another, this was another part of the yes season. When I got the yes, that I was going to get to do a major project in Nashville for the first time in so many years with a legendary producer and my A&R rep, James, who after 18 years had never given up on me, always still could me always still in my corner. And he called and said, I've got it. Well, we knew then we needed to find the right music. So I did not write this song Two amazing, uh, three amazing writers from Nashville wrote this song, but James went through a thousand songs. So song pluggers and publishers and writers were pitching music. He puts it out there and says, Amy Scruggs, you know, is going to be recording in Nashville in May, 2021. We are finding, we need to find those five perfect songs. He went through a thousand songs of which I went through about 400 of them because he would weed things out and only send me the ones that he thought I would really be interested in. This was a needle in a haystack. And when I heard the demo for that one, I went, um, that's my message. That's it. That's the song the world needs to hear. And this is before, I mean, this is in the middle of the pandemic before even what is going on today globally, but that this is the song I can make that mine. And I was so excited about it as well as the other four songs that are on the EP. But this one really, I knew had that something special. I was able to meet one of the publishers. I got to hear the story behind the song. It's been out for about 10 years. And then it's been sitting on a shelf and waiting for somebody to find it, pick it up, love it, dust it off and put their best on it. And when we went into studio and recorded that one, I'll never forget that moment with the musicians. We had world-class musicians in there. And Fred took his earphones off after the first take and he said, oh my God, everybody, that's a hit. We felt it. There was something magical that took place in the studio at that moment. I had goosebumps and I knew, I just felt like this is my yes, this one is blessed, but it's it's blessed because it's going to make it's going to make a difference to people. I'm already getting stories. I'm already hearing from people saying I needed to hear that song that gave me hope back. I didn't look at it that way. This is incredible. The world needs this right now. The feedback coming in has nothing to do with Amy Scruggs. It has nothing to do with anything except that this song needed to have a life at this time in the world. And I'm blessed enough to be the one who was chosen to do it. And we found it, we put it together and decided this would definitely be the first single release. It's been out globally for the last two months and it's doing very well out in the international charts in the UK. It was number four this week. And so it's exciting to see where it's going to go, who's going to hear it, what hands it's going to get into. But if it blesses 10 people, then it did its job. If it blesses a million people, then it did its job. My job is to not be attached to outcome, but be thankful for the journey and what it took and the amount of years it took for me to have the opportunity to record something so beautiful. Wow. That's, that is an incredible story. And you're right. The timing has a lot to do with it. You know, timing is everything. Um, but to be the messenger, um, and use this song and, and to, uh, bring it out to the world, uh, it, it really is incredible. And, and honestly, getting to know you and, uh, you know, we, we kind of get to know each other as we, as we start out with podcasts. But then when I have guests on and I truly hear them, you know, especially through your voice, I can hear your passion. I can hear your. Uh, how genuine you are in your message. And uh, 
what a what a wonderful thing to have an amazing song like this come from someone like you because you really are an incredible person. I mean, you've got a huge heart, especially for what you do with the veterans and and your message and what you do for other people. You know, just everything that you portray and, and bring out there, you can see that you you genuinely are uh, an inspiring person for, for what you do. And I, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you had an opportunity to have this song because it matches your personality and who you are. And that's that's incredible. So good for you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I, I'm really thrilled about it. It it uh, it's humbled me, no doubt. I'm like, wow. I was. You dream of something like this. You dream of finding a song like this as an artist, an opportunity like this, and it has presented itself. And just for that, it's beautiful and already a success. Yeah, yeah. That's so. What we now? What will you do from here? So, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Are you going to? I mean, you've you've got this this coming out, and you're, uh, you know, you're working with so many facets and so many things that are happening in your life. What's what's the next next step for Amy Scruggs? What what, what do you want to now? (laughs) You know, it's fun. Every day is so different from the other. I still have my private coaching clients, which I just love because I'm behind the scenes helping other professionals to become their best. And nobody even knows my fingerprints are on so many different things that are out there. And I'm thrilled about it. It is a, it is just a joy for me. You know, at some point, this is going to be a face for radio only, not a face for TV anymore. So the more I can help <laughs> others to shine and have my fingerprints and my experience to, to allow others to grow and expand is, is incredible. I'm, I'm out doing public speaking again which it's so good to be in front of live audiences once in a while that I'm just thrilled about to be able to go out and actually speak. And what's fun is to see these careers really melding together. Not only can I speak and encourage and inspire and help others understand how they can be comfortable on camera and use today's digital world to promote whatever they're passionate about, especially nonprofits. We should be seeing nothing but good on media every day of all the people that are really out there trying to make a difference, but maybe we don't see or hear about it because they don't have the the comfort to go on camera and share it. And, and TV channels are, are looking for stories. They're looking for reasons to share the good stuff that's going on out, out in the world. And so I encourage everybody to pick up the phone, call your local station and say, Hey, can you come out and, and cover what it is we're doing? We're making a difference in our community. And that's my, my soapbox on that. So I really love sharing that working with clients, promoting that part of it at the same time that the music, it's going to take its own life. And I need to be accessible and prepared for what's about to come with that. There's four more songs I'll be promoting that are on this EP. And what's fantastic, just like today on this wonderful podcast is it I'm right here at my desk. This digital world has allowed me to promote and reach people all over the world without even even leaving my desk yet. And it is fantastic. Back when I was touring in 2008 and nine, I mean, I'm driving from town to town, from city to city. I'm selling CDs at at the side of the stage and, and going to radio stations. And now I can pick up and be on with a radio station in Australia in two minutes. And I can stay in touch with the stations in, in the UK that are playing my music and say, thank you. I'm here. What can I do for you? And let's do an interview. Let's Let's share this. And it's just really, really incredible to have that opportunity to connect with so many people globally and take advantage of the resources we have. Yeah, the, the world has changed, you know, being able to do this, because it always amazes me that we have got, uh, you know, here I am in, in, uh, you know, in Northern Orange County, you know, Mel's in San Diego, you know, you, you were down you know, in Southern California, but then we get guests sometimes that are over in Ireland or England. And it's yes. just like, it's just, hey, you know what, let's just connect. And, and there you are. And we would have never had that opportunity. Things definitely have changed. The world has gotten smaller, uh, but it's also bigger, you know, yes. and, and I think that opens up a lot of doors and you have to 
to, like you said, you have to be tenacious about it and and have that ability to say, hey, do you want to? Or, hey, I've got this and, and just ask. I think that's the most important thing, like you said, is oh, just ask. Um, and now let me ask you this. Do you find a lot of people have got uh, the fear of asking that holds them back from doing what yes. they want to do? Yes. People are very calculated and maybe want to save and ask. Well, no, I don't want to ask that yet. Ask. We need to be asking. We need to be asking every day. Everybody we talk to should say, what, is there anything that I can do to help you? Is there any resource that I can be to you? And at the same time, Hey, can I call on you to, to be a resource as well? Ask. We have, if you were to really sit down and write down the people that you're connected to, just think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of connected to this. My daughter and I have this fun game with the six degrees of separation and how many people were actually really only one or two degrees of separation from just because of our network. Imagine just looking at your own network, what you could accomplish and resources that you have. And I am all about the ask. And I love that the colleagues that I'm attached to and the friends that I have throughout the world, they have no problem reaching me. Amy, do you have a, do you have somebody for this? And can, can I have the name of your CPA and who, who does this for you? And do you know somebody in that? Please ask me, send me a message. Ask me, Amy, do you have, cause I probably do. I probably have someone that knows someone that can answer or solve a problem that might be a life changing thing for someone else who I know that it would be simple for me to pass on that connection just because you asked might actually change your business, change your life, change something in your family. And we all have those connections with each other and we don't take the time to ask. Imagine the difference that it could be if we all just asked a little bit more often. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's, that is something that I think we have to get used to and, and not worry about the no. Not, you know, we, we were talking to Mel and I've mentioned it so many times where we're like, we'll ask. And you know what? If we get a no, it's like, okay, we're on to the next one. It's, yeah. it's fine. You know, it's, it, it's not, it's not anything personal. You know, we don't, we don't worry about it. We just like, we expect it. Actually, we yeah, expect I it. So we, yeah. <laughs> well, and then it answers the question. I'd rather get the no right out the gate. Good. Now I know, now I have closure on that. Now I can move on and find other resources. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for the closure. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, go ahead. You said oh, you had oh, something. I'm sorry. Hey, um, I, you know, listening to everything and, and all, all that you're doing, how do you find it, that balance between all of your, you know, all of your work and your, and your life? How do you find time just to, for yourself to do a hobby hmm. or I mean, I would love to know what your day was like. <laughs> it is, you know, it's, I definitely have the time management and I'll sit and think about, and I do the, I do the easier things first. So let's say that I have to send you, you asked me to send you a phone number like, like this morning. Hey, I need you to sign this thing and let's get that over. No problem. I'm going to do that first. Anything that I can do quickly, I do first. And then the larger projects, if I need to sit down and work on a script or if I need to work on something broader, I need to do research, then I time block that over. Well, how long do I really think that's going to take? Two hours? Well, here's the two hours I'm going to do that. I return phone calls during certain times and I try to make those kind of set. Hey, I'll be able to call you between the hour of two and three. That's phone call time. And what ends up happening by the end of the day, I've gotten a lot done and tackled things for everything on my list. And I look at the list at the beginning of the week and see what can, what needs to be done Monday, what is going to be done on Thursday. And when I lay it out, it's not so overwhelming. And I've checked every box and it leaves some room for things that come at me. And it leaves room for me to maybe go, you know, get in a little golf game with my husband and be available to my daughter and go watch the marching band at the high school. And 
I find those times in there because then I'm more present because I knew that I accomplished when I needed to. I really look at time as such a value and I can get a lot done in a short amount of time when I really hyper-focus on that. I think being ADHD helps because I can do five things at one time. But I love the sense of accomplishment. And for me, because I love my work, I love everything that I do in each one of the categories that it really allows me to get through it quickly and do a good job and be effective at it because I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's awesome. So I got to ask, how, uh, how, can ever, how can our circle of friends find you? Because you have got a plethora of things <laughs> that are going to resonate with a lot of people. So. <laughs> Well, another great thing about the name Scruggs, it's not as common. There's a, if you put in Amy Scruggs to Google, I guarantee you're going to find me. Same with social media. You just put in the name Amy Scruggs. I'm really going to be the only one that pops up. I answer my messages. You can find me, Amy Scruggs, music.com, Amy Scruggs.com, Amy Scruggs, media.com. All roads lead back to it. And again, thankful for that last name and the uniqueness of it, because it does make me very accessible. I haven't had anybody say we weren't able to find you. Just put in Amy Scruggs, just remember the name and I guarantee you will be able to find me. You'll get to one of the pages that says, you know, click here to reach out. I'm I'm, I'm accessible. And I would, I love hearing from people. I love the comments. I love the feedback. I love hearing from people. I will respond. And it's been really fun. As you said, watching this big world get smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. We have had so much fun with you. And uh, I wish you an abundance of success uh, with everything that you're doing. And we are looking so forward uh, to hearing um, your your new single. I mean, uh, what if it all goes right? I, my gosh, I just I am, I am just so excited. Um, and we have got to have you back once this takes its journey and, and moves forward, you know, in, in the months to come and, and have you back as a, as a part of this to share what is happening. Happened, what's you. transpired because um, I, I know this is going to be an incredible thing uh, all the, worldwide, you know, and uh, we're really looking forward to, to seeing that for you and hearing that for you. So thank you so much thank for you. being with us, Amy. Thank you. thank you. The song is out on all streaming platforms right now. And I just want to thank both of you for what you are doing, the time that you take to make a difference in people's lives by bringing in incredible guests, letting them share their story. And everybody can take something from everything that you guys put out there. There's there's some takeaway for everything that you are both doing and you're making a difference in lives. And so thank you for for your boldness and your courage in that. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right, you guys, we have had so much fun with you. And again, you know that uh, all of Amy's information will be uh, in the, in the uh, description of the podcast. You guys know that you just go in the description, you can click on her name. It'll be highlighted and all those links will be there. And I know you're going to have a great time finding out everything that she has done and watching her videos and uh, order her books. She's got some classes that you can take that you can download online. So uh, I definitely think you should, guys should look into it. I think you'll, you'll definitely have a good time and have some fun and learn something too, which especially if you're trying to reach out into this, this media world, whether it's podcast or being on camera. Uh, so again, anything else, Mel? We leave anything out? No, but I can mm. and go buy the record. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look for her song. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, you guys, we will see you next week. I'll look for some upcoming things that we're having. As you know, Mel and I are going to be kicking off a new portion of our podcast, which is Tell Me Something Good. And we are so excited about that because we have got so many fun stories to share. We have got guests that are going to pop in for five minutes. They're going to tell us something good that's happening with them in their lives. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun because we're going to do this for you guys and hear what you guys have to say. Please leave your comments, your questions, and share with us something good that's happened with you this week so we can actually give a shout out and share it on our podcast so until we talk to you guys next time uh we are just ordinary friends trying to live an extraordinary life we'll see you next week bye